Hey, I'm Kenny. Hey, I'm Jeff. And, and we, we are the Common, Common Veterans. Veterans. Hey, so welcome to our podcast, the Common Veterans Podcast. We are the Common Veterans. So, Kenny, uh, for our viewers out there, our listeners, tell me about yourself. How long were you in the military and what were you in? Well, I was in the Army for 12 years. I'm medically retired. I was a, I'm a combat veteran from Iraq 0708. I've got 70 combat missions, over 8,000 miles in, in country. Been blown up three times, and I still have all my appendages to uh, to come home with. That's always a good with. thing, brother. Nice to see you came back with everything and in, everything intact. I thank God because before then I had no children. Now I have three. Yeah, so that works. That's what's important, right? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. I've got one woman who has been my wife for fourteen years and is Jeff's girlfriend. Yep. Uh, God bless her. Puts up with both of us. So. We work very close together with Freedom System. Freedom System is a very good organization. A lot of good comes from it. But before we get to that, Jeff, where, what are, who are you? Well, I spent 30 years in the Air Force, and I retired as a Chief Master Sergeant. Started out as an E-1 for you military people and ended up as an E-9. I was deployed five different times overseas and twice in the U.S. One of those was Operation Jumpstart down in, uh, in uh, uh, Nevada. No, Nevada. Arizona, I hope you can edit that out, one of which was in Arizona, it was Operation Jumpstart back in 08. You were also a, a, a police officer, correct? Yes, I was. Uh, started out uh, for the Goshen Police Department here in Indiana, <clears throat> and I uh, started out as a reserve officer, had three years on as the reserve officer, spent 33 years full-time as a paid officer, and I stayed on the reserves when I retired, so I stayed on the honor guard and the dive team for the past two years. Excellent. That's awesome. This is our first episode of Common Veterans. The Common Veterans is a podcast specifically for veterans. The Common Veterans. The everyday soldier, the everyday airman, the everyday uh, marine, and or a squid. We can't got to make sure they're in there. We got to make sure. Or leathernecks. Got to make sure all of our brothers and sisters are out there. Yep. It's for everybody. The everyday soldier. The everyday soldier, especially. When... So the history of Freedom System, why don't you tell me how it first started, Kenny? Well, so Freedom System started as a blog site. It was a blog site for uh, my team leader, Timmy Magrum, and myself. And we were going to blog our experiences overseas. We are going to be a little bit political about it. And how was that received by the brass? We all know how the brass are. That was a no-go, man. Um, do that. To our favorite thing, and you know, which is operational security. Yes, because we can't mention anything about anything that might be operational security or anything that might be communication related. So, so we had to keep it to ourselves, didn't we? We did, and we did, because uh, you know they pounded it in the, into our heads in the military that loose lips sink ships. They did, but I'm not in the Navy. I was in the Air Force, so I didn't really care. Well, I mean, there's that. Yeah. I was in the Army, but, you know, it is what it is. So you had your leather personnel carriers, and you're hot-footing it all over the Middle East. That's for certain, but even though I was in an air-conditioned ASV. God bless you for that, brother. <laughs> God bless you. My, my tent in the AC went out one day, and I had to call room service. Well, why is there a tent in my room? That's exactly what I asked the front desk in my hotel. Why is there a tent in my room? 
periodically you'll hear us dr- taking a drink out of, of uh, our glasses. And sorry if you hear the ice. But I guess it sucks to be you. It sucks to be you. That's right. So, <laughs> so getting back to uh, the origins or the history of Freedom System, um, after the, uh, the no-go for the blog, what happened after that? So it just came, became dormant. It was just lying there. It didn't, we didn't do anything with it. We just had nothing. So <clears throat> I was asked to become to this committee board because I was, I'm a graphic designer by trade and Jeff was on this committee as well. And we got there and, and they were asking us to do a stand down for them and help with a stand down. So I did, did a graphic and uh, we did, we did all that. And so the Elkhart County military stand down, which the theme was the, uh, the stand down with a heart um, what all did you encompass by doing all the graphics and didn't you do a, a book basically on how to run the thing? I did actually. So our stand down was the very, for our first year stand down was the most successful stand down that the VA had ever seen, uh, as well as military family research Institute, which they asked me to write a book. They said, Hey, would you write a book on this and how to, how to set these standards and how do you got to people to do what you're doing? And, I did, and we wrote this. I wrote this manual, and it was more of a pamphlet, you know, twenty pages, and and they, and to this day, they country people around the standouts that are ran around the country still use this book, and and uh, that I wrote. If it was twenty pages. It was a book. It wasn't a pamphlet. A pamphlet <laughs> is a piece of paper you fold up. I so needed a book. There's that. Or in the military terms, at least the Air Force is a TO, technical. <laughs> so you did a TO. I did more like a TP. I understand. Well, paperwork never stops, does it? Never, never stops. Moving, moving on though. We we kept on being, we kept working. I was jobless. I didn't have anything to do, so I was doing this. Officer Schrock was doing being an officer, you know. So, so we we did this, and we had the most. We had more than two hundred veterans show up all across the state of Indiana. So. We set the standard. And that standard is still followed by the people who took over from us, isn't it? It is. Yep, it is. They still <laughs> use our, our manual. They still use our manual. That we put together from scratch. But they don't put together. They don't follow they don't follow it like we, we would like them to. No, they don't. They take credit for everything that we did, but that's okay. That's them. It's it, Let it them is have what their it is. fifteen minutes of fame. That's right. Oh, <laughs> So that second year that we did it, we needed a way for pe- for people who wanted to donate to donate, and uh, they would donate, but they didn't have a, this incentive of a tax write off. Yep, and you were uh, the founder of freedomsystem.org, and when uh, you got the five hundred one c three status, filing all the paperwork and paying all the fees, that gave everybody a place. So they could donate, get a tax-exempt ID, and use it as a tax receipt to take it off their taxes. So you were, pardon the expression, the bank account Absolutely. for the Elkhart County Military Stand-Down, which we gave, obviously, the money back to them. Absolutely. We just simply housed it, accounting for every penny it coming in, every penny going out. And it was just a holding area 
that we were for the stand down. Absolutely. And, and then that became, that became how it was. Um, but, you know, moving back a few years, going back a few years, we, we realized what freedom system, what I realized what freedom system could be. Uh, I had a, a good friend of mine, uh, Stephen Oschleger. What um, happened to Steve? I remember you telling me. Jimmy, so his name is Stephen James Oschleger, and we all call him Jimmy. He was one of my best friends in high school. We played Axis and Allies, Shogun. We were football, played football together uh, in high school and in pickup games. We went to prom, after prom rather, together with... Uh, Hopefully he didn't go to prom with, with Jimmy. No, I mean, he was a Marine, but I mean... No, we won't hold that against him. We won't him. hold that against him. But we love him. And and this... So we... Uh, I he was He reached out to me one night, and it was... It was about 1230 at night or morning, whichever you want to look at it. And and I missed it because I was I was in bed sleeping or supposed to be sleeping. But. So you missed this phone call. I missed the call. I, I understand it's hard for you, but. And what happened then? Next morning was I reached back out to him and said, hey, what you need? Uh, didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. A couple year, couple weeks later, or sorry, a couple hours later, went through and and his wife got on and and said, "Hey, Jimmy's not here anymore. He's Jimmy's dead. He committed suicide." That had to be really hard to swallow. A bitter pill. One of your best friends, man. Yeah, dude. That was. It's. I mean, today, even. But still today, it's it, it hurts. Cool. Yeah, and you know, I was already going through some depression because I was I didn't have any job. I didn't. I was. I didn't have. I mean, I had my children. My at the time, it was only the two children, but it didn't matter. <clears throat> I was just. I was a wreck. I was completely wrecked, dude. A completely, complete wreck. It's a tough thing to process. It's a tough thing to get through, and. I can only imagine how hard that was, but you did come out the other side. I did, and I and I hope that I'm I'm doing Jimmy proud. I hope, and I mean, you are. I think you're doing a good job, really. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this. This is something that's that's come across. I mean, we had this platform, we had this website, freedomsystem.org. And if you think about what freedom means to people, specifically us in the military that we really care about that freedom. We care about the rights that we have that care about protecting that. And even though we were in combat, we weren't in combat just for that freedom. We were in combat for the people to the right and to the left of us. We were in combat to make sure that we were protecting one another. All you have in the world out there in a combat situation, you got the guys, you got your brothers and sisters to the left and to the right. You, that's all you got. You take care of your brother in the foxhole and he takes care of you. And then, so when the reason why it hurt so bad was I wasn't able to take care of him. I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to talk to him. I wasn't able to say goodbye. It, and so fast forward you know, a year and a half to the stand down. And I have this platform already started after he died. Like I was, I remember I was talking to people and I was just like, 
what do I do? I gotta, I gotta do something. I can't just let the, him die in vain. And it was, it was bad. Again. I kept seeing that. And the other thing I kept seeing was until Valhalla, which we'll get to in another podcast, but that, there wasn't anything there. It was, it was, that was hollow to me. And so what we did, what I did was I said, all right, let's create this, use this platform that I already have and let's make something out of it. In honor to him, in remembrance of him and to help those like him because he ended up being one of those 22 a day. And that, and, and that is the one thing that we have been fighting since the word, the word go. We want to help other people who are in his shoes as well as the everyday veteran or the common veteran reintegrate back into society. That's one of the goals of freedom system today, isn't it? It is. And, and, you know, so we fast forward, you know, we didn't have the money to become a 501c3 because the lawyer fee is kind of high. And so with, with the stand down, we were able to use that and with the, with the blessings of the committee. And so we did the, uh, became a 501c3 and we essentially became the bank account for the board, um, for the committee of the Elkhart stand down, uh, with military stand down with a heart. And so I remember our first, our first meeting was at a, a restaurant called Ruli's Bella Luna here in Elkhart. And we were sitting there, the, the five of us and all five, all <laughs> five of us, all five of us board and board people. And we had this, re- this, uh, this waitress named Jill and Jill was, Jill really liked Jeff. I don't think Jeff saw it. I mean, he, he may have, but he may not have. She was a great gal. Loved her to death. <laughs> and she comes out. <clears throat> Jeff, you do this story so much better. <clears throat> well, when the end of the, the evening came this one particular night after the meeting, it, uh, the, the waitress is coming out and handing out all the checks. And I just kind of wave my hand off at her and I tell her to give it to my girlfriend. She's sitting right over there next to Kenny. And, uh, and the waitress looks at me because my girlfriend is Kenny's wife. And I just kind of put my hand up to one side and I say, just don't tell her husband. He's sitting right next to her. Yeah, you heard that. His girlfriend is my wife. And no, we're not into any of that kinky shit. It was a joke, which Kenny and I thought was hilarious. We almost died laughing. His wife, Sarah, it was less than amused with that comment, which and she... About a thousand shades of red. <laughs> being a redhead herself. Uh, so, you know, we thought it was hilarious. And the waitress just kind of tosses the bill down on the table and walks off. But it was hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, so <clears throat> after that, all of us original members, the, the original family, we donated $100 for each family. And so that... That was so we had you know five hundred dollars in the bank account. Yep, it got us started. And and we got we, a donation though, didn't we? We did. So after my daughter was born, uh, a friend of ours from church, and in honor of our children being born, and then our daughter being born, uh, donated three thousand dollars. And so we thank the Meeks family for that because without them, we would definitely not be in this, the uh, position that we are today. Creating a podcast, doing all the work that we do, um, and and with that being said, what we do is work with veterans. 
we take the common veteran, the everyday soldier, and we try to get, or we, we have a cohesive group of veterans and their families, a couple civilian volunteers, and what our main goal is, or one of them, is to reintegrate veterans back into the civilian world. As you guys know out there, uh, you guys and ladies, reintegrating into the world, the civilian world, is not such an easy task, uh, especially for guys like Kenny, who got blown up a couple times in, in combat and has the CIB, which he didn't mention, and uh, comes back and he's, well, you know, we've all got problems, but, you know, minor mine in comparison, minor non-existent, but we try to help these vets get back into the world, and we have programs and uh, other stuff, too, to try and help them reintegrate back into the world, back into the civilian world, because the military world is a world all into itself, as I'm sure you guys know out there. And, you know, that being said, you know, we're, we're, we're all about the camaraderie. We, do, we have all kinds of camaraderie programs, and we're adding more as we go. Um, right now, we offer our martial arts program, which is our, we call it Freedom System Combatives. And what we do is, is based in several different arts and martial arts, that is. Um, and we continue to grow and we work with, work with each other and we learn how to breathe, which honestly, if you can breathe, you can make it through anything. But it also has to do with, again, the camaraderie, like you said, the physical fitness, the discipline, because as you guys know, whatever boot camp you went to uh, from whatever branch, uh, they tear you down, build you back up, and everything is built around discipline, camaraderie, teamwork. That's what it, it's all geared toward. But as far as another program, I know that we have a, a mountain biking program. What would uh, some of that stuff do? So as a mountain biker, I mean, you have to be able to breathe. You have to be able to work and with each other and go out and do what you need to do and and become what you are. Um, so we have a mountain biking, which we call the Freedom System Mountain Biking Association, which we have several members that donate their time and want to be part of. Didn't that, you give away a couple of bicycles, mountain bikes? We have. We've given a. We've so far we've given one. We got one on on in the queue. We're just kind of waiting for, you know, riding season right now. It's a little bit of snow on the yeah. ground, but it's still low impact. It's not like the martial arts, which can be a little higher impact aerobics right. or higher impact um, stuff. This mountain biking program is a little bit lesser. So the old fat hairy guys like me could do it a lot easier than being thrown around on mat like you know big bad badass guys like you. I mean. I mean, you mean the big fat guy like me? Well, big badass. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give Even though you're army, I'll still give it to you. I'm still fat. I mean. Eh, you're, you're just you're more muscle than me. But I've got I've got an elliptical over there, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop being fat. Yeah, it's a great coat rack. <laughs> For certain. For certain. Uh, but getting, getting back to the, the, the uh, what we are today, one of those things is we have career building skills. What are some of those career building skills that we help teach our veterans to reintegrate back into the world? Well, we start out with resume writing. So every career starts with a great, every great career starts with a great resume or, you know, application. So what have you, you got to be able to talk about yourself on on paper. Knowing what to say, knowing how to say it, how to promote your skills that you learned, sometimes in the military, sometimes in the world, but the military teaches you 
and gives you a lot of leadership type skills because they don't want a bunch of sheep. No, they want people who will follow orders, but they want thinkers that can make things happen. That's for certain. And, you know, so so with that, with the resume, we also then we move on to interviewing skills. And I mean, essentially, if you listen to what we're doing right now, it's it's essentially we're interviewing each other because we're new to this and we love it. I love it. I think Jeff is like, I hate you, Kenny. I'm right tagging now. along because I hate Kenny. I hate you so much right now, Kenny, is what he's saying. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Yeah, he's bigger and badder. I have to do what he tells me. But yet he came to my house to do this. He, he, that's okay. He gave me some Jameson Black Barrel, so I'll, I'll do that. All right. Solange. God bless you, Kenny. I was God thirsty. God bless you, brother. So, so with that, we also, you know, we talk about how you dress, how you act, how you talk, how you present yourself. Present yourself. Think about it this way. You're going to a, in front of a promotion board in the, in the military. You want to be a when you're going to these promotion boards, you have to talk about yourself. You have to talk about your accomplishments. Once we get out, we're like, I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about what I'm going to be doing for you. But you can use these skills you learned in the military to further your civilian career. I was an infantryman. Look, there's more than killing people in the infantry. You know, you're, you're a leader. Yeah, you have a one-man pup tent. You know, you're out in the desert. Lying there with snakes and scorpions and little things, whatever other little pets you have. Getting paid on. spiders. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some kink in there. Yeah, well, I got my hotel room. <laughs> I got air conditioning. So so you talk about what you did, not only in an interview, but you say, hey, this is what I can do for you. I can lead. I can be who you need me to be. And go on. I'm a so, leader of teams. I'm a leader of teams. I'm a leader of men. Leader of men and women. And women. And I, dogs and cats. When I went through the infantry, when I was in the infantry, women weren't in there yet. So please excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. But that's why I was in the Air Force. We had girls in there. He liked the girls. <laughs> kind of do. <laughs> I love girls, but I hated them in the Army. Like, just because it was a different world. Yep. So different. So what's another thing you can do to help uh, the veteran today get back into the world. Well, we bring the navigate. We help navigate the VA system and the veteran assistance programs. Um, why do we do that, Jeff? Well, it's, it's multifold. One things. One of the things that we do is we help the veteran and uh, their families to insist on moving on with the camaraderie. We do several different things to help them navigate the VA system to get those assistance programs. One of the things you can do is if you're in the VA, a registered vet in the VA, you have to go through your veteran veteran service officer, your VSO for your county, and you get registered with the VA. And in doing so, or you can go to a VA site, a CBOC or a, uh, you can go to the hospital. I forget which, what, they're, what they're called, hospital. But you can go there and get registered for the VA and what they will do is they have several different programs. One of those is if you sustained an injury in the military and you can get it connected to your service in the military, that opens up doors for you. You can get some medical, uh, I don't call it, um, medical help. Medical help. You can get medicines given to you by the VA. 
you can get some tax-free money to, given to you by the VA if you have a service-connected injury. Education. Education. Education for your children, too. Your That's kids right. can go to a state-sponsored college if you're a combat vet and you're a wounded combat vet. That's and some of that money, you can also, if you are a serv- have a service-connected injury, you take that to your county VSO, and he registers that, veteran service officer, with the county. And what that does, it starts it up the channel to the state, and you can get, I hate to say money, taken off your taxes. But for lack of a better term, you can get some of the money for your property taxes, sometimes your uh, your uh, license plate for the, the BMV, stuff like that. You can get that greatly reduced. I personally uh, took whatever I could get off my property taxes so that um, I pay less every year in, in taxes. So that helps me, and that's one of the VA assistance programs that you can sign up for and get if you have a service-connected injury. One of the things you might want to do is make sure you maintain your military records. It's always a good idea. Any Your personnel records, your military medical records, always maintain a copy. A lot of times I had an old grizzly mass sergeant when I was in active duty saying, son, if the Air Force deems it necessary to give you a copy, you keep it. If they deem it necessary for you to sign two, then you keep two. So always keep those medical records because that will help you with a service-connected injury. Another really cool thing with, with that, though, is you can take it to your VSO. And if you don't know what your VSO is, there's a blog out there that who is your VSO. And it's on freedomsystem.org. Um, the, you turn in your via, your copies, your medical records, and your, and your DD-214s, and what other records that you may find yep. impertinent to your military record and you have it and they keep a copy on it on file forever. Yes. Never give them your one and only copy to keep. Let them Xerox as many as you want, but you always keep an original. Do you hear that guys? He said Xerox. Yes. Yeah. That proves I'm 83. I turn 83 next week. <laughs> Liar. Pretty much. I mean, I'm 41 and you look like you're 50. So, I mean, uh, maybe 29. Alcohol, I'll give you 29. Alcohol is a good preservative. It is, absolutely. So, so with all that being said, what is it what is it that drives freedom system? What what do we what drives us all to help our fellow vets pretty much the bottom line. Uh, and our fellow vets can also be their families because one of the things that happens a lot of times the families are left at home and the, the veteran comes home and he or she has problems, has might be PTSD, might be missing limbs, might be TBI, traumatic brain injury. Um, but it's something that the family didn't sign on for, but they have to deal with. So a lot of times we need to help our families. And sometimes part of that is helping them understand their veteran. But we help our veteran get back into the world. We help them with uh, the physical training, the mental discipline, the camaraderie, these are the things that we all had in the military and we miss in the civilian world. The civilian world is not geared toward the military, but we were geared toward the military, and this is what helps us get back into the world. Well, and, and to add on to that, everybody here at Freedom System is has a servant mentality, and we have a need to give back to our veteran community. Yes, we do. And being specifically that being like we were veterans that had needed help. And 
unfortunately, when we were trying to get help, we weren't able to receive that help because there was nobody. We didn't have anybody. So we want to be that somebody if you know somebody that needs it. Or if you yourself need it, call us or email us or contact us. All of our contact information is on our website, freedomsystem.org and thecommonveteran.com. We have helped take the place where the VA exists now and the other service organizations or clubs where they took over and started this program. There was no VA at the end of World War I. There was no, uh, there was no uh, military or social military organization, government run, that did anything. Guys came home from World War I, and who was there? No one. No Absolutely one. no one. So the VFW, the American Legion, and stuff like that started out as social clubs for these guys to get these guys to get together because who can you talk to other than another veteran who has been there and done that? So that's where the VFWs, the American Legions, later on the DAV, much later on the AMVETS, where they came along, where the mil- returning military personnel could come back, sit down with another GI. And let it all out. They could talk about things they've seen, things they've done. And it was a safe place because the other guys sitting at that table drinking a beer with you were right there along beside you. And they know what you went through. It doesn't matter what time frame they were in. They were part of that, part of with you. And so, I mean, when you get to that point and you're like, hey, what do I do now? You got to remember, there's always somebody. Yep. When those soldiers came back and there was no government entity to help them, the VFWs and American Legions were there. They helped file paperwork. A lot of times, the guys that were there helped the new guys returning get jobs, get homes, etc. Eventually, the VA came around and kind of took that role away from the VFW and American Legion, etc. And like I say, later on, the DAV too. And they have kind of taken it over. Having said that, we are kind of like the American Legion, VFW, DAV, where we help our fellow vets. We're not a government entity. We don't control the paperwork. We can kind of help you and guide you, hold your hand while you're walking through the process. Um, But that's our function in this world today. And we want to make sure that you get help. If you need the help, we'll help. And furthermore, if you need something more, we know the right channels, and if we don't know, we can figure it out. Yep. Moving forward, we will get that to figure out for you. And we work hard to become what we are. We work hard to sustain who we are. And if you need the help, just reach out. We're here. Someone will help you. Excellent. Well, Jeff, I think that's good for the first episode. I think we need to... We'll wrap up this wrap this week's cool. podcast up. This is our first episode cool. called we call it the introductions. Cool. What's online or on tap for the next podcast? Uh, next podcast is called Heroes, where we discuss our careers and our heroes in our careers. Like for me, one of my career heroes is me. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that. Absolutely, you are the greatest, Kenny. I love you. <laughs> You're the best, Kenny. God bless you. Actually, you know, he's not lying. He is one of my heroes. So moving forward, I'm about five minutes younger than him, but he's still one of my heroes. So until next time, guys, we'll see you.
This is Jeff. This is Kenny. We're, We're common, common veterans. veterans.